Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 578 of The Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show, we'll be hearing about the Hub for Grub. Tim Southern is planning this for the city of Wolverhampton and it's looking at improving people's skills and life chances by giving them chefing abilities. That's on the way. We'll be having a chat with David Caulfield about the reopening of gyms across our region and most notably his just outside Cosford. We'll be hearing from Robert Lane. We have music from him. And Jake Henry joins us for a tune or two as well hearing about his work and what's going on in his world, particularly with a festival that he's working on over the summer. Also, we'll be hearing from Simon Quinn about the current work from Fired Up Theatre, as they have Amos, a series of plays that are going to take you on a murder mystery spree across the region. And you can find out what happened when I had a chat with Dave Hill about the forthcoming Slay gig planned for December in Birmingham at the Asylum. That's all on the way on the show today. <laughs> Hub for Grub is a crowdfunder which is being set up to help train chefs and look after those in need. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Chef Tim Southern. Hello, sir. Hello there, Jason. How are you? I'm very well. I trust we find you well and, and somewhat busy. Yes. Well, we are. We're busy setting up and organising and um, doing all sorts of bits and pieces to make this into reality and to make this a great thing. So tell us a bit about what's actually happened so far and how this all came about. Right. So the idea, Jason, came through... Um, it's a family involvement, and the idea came through uh, uh, mainly through myself mm-hmm. being involved with um, homelessness, addiction, and mental health issues with companies uh, that took my services on in a similar similar fashion that what I want to do at this very moment. Um, mainly taking on service users and giving them um, training sessions in kitchens to um, emphasise skill sets and to help them achieve um, positions of employment within uh, society once they've left the companies that uh, they were with. Mm-hmm. And that's where I, I've just elaborated on that idea. And uh, hence, this is where we are at the moment with regards to Hub for Growth. Yeah, I'm turning it into a community project. And, and through the crowdfunder, you're looking at getting together uh, yeah, cash to make this happen. So, so what is the plan? What will actually come out of this? So what will come out of it will be a Hub for Grub cafe restaurant, Jason, which is basically what we've just mentioned. It's the Hub, a training facility for people that need a little bit of a hand up and a step up. And that's where we're going to come in with it. Okay, so how do people get referred to this sort of facility once you are up and running? Yeah, so they're referred to us through local uh, local council. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and from those projects that are already working with, the, with vulnerable and people who need additional skill sets, a greater opportunity to get themselves into work, not for a lack of wanting to, but from the circumstances they found themselves in. And this gives yeah. them that trigger to make a difference, but also uh, allows you to have a fantastic facility which will uh, be servicing the community from both sides as well. Yes, that absolutely sums it up, definitely. It's... Um... It's a service that we need. It's a, it's a tried and tested formula. It works in other parts of the UK. There are a few of these already set up in London, but there's not any that I know to that do what we want to do in the Midlands. Okay, so whereabouts are you going to be basing this? Well, we are going to be based in Wolverhampton. Mm-hmm. Got our eye on two units. Um, I'm, not at, I'm not going to mention where they are, though, Jason. Not at liberty to say at the moment. Yeah, so at the moment... We- Wolverhampton, we've got our eye on two units in Wolves, and that's where we want And this is something that's going to serve the city and surrounding area and, and give people the opportunity to, to get these skills. And uh, for you, a reasonably high turnover of staff is what you're looking for, isn't it? Whereas most places aren't looking for that. Exactly, we need a high turnover of staff because with that in mind, that means we are successful. <laughs> and we're also looking for volunteers and um, everybody else that can give something, give anything, and that's what we'll need, and that's what we want. It's bringing all the Hampton together as a community, and then just trying to understand, let people understand a little bit more about what's going on uh, with regards to mental health, homelessness, and addiction. It's always at the forefront in the news. People hear of it, people see, but actually being involved with it in any way, shape, or form, it's only a good thing, and it can just move the community on. 
Well, the crowdfunder is there, so this is the important thing, first of all. Get some funds in, raise some awareness, and then yeah. uh, whilst you're getting to the point at which you have got one of these, hopefully, two favoured units that are in great positions in the city and are going to allow you to work this really well, uh, to yeah. then uh, get people who are going to then help out, whether it be through their own skill sets and some spare time when they can do training, through maybe helping out to, to work a, a around the place, running it, as a, as a charitable uh, facility, which is allowing this training to take place. So what do we do, first of all? Um, so first of all, we set the hub up and running, and then we facilitate change and training for people um, that are marginalised and detached from family and friends. So where's the cash got to go to then? Because this crowdfunder needs money. Yes, so the cash will be going to buy important equipment, um, and everything else, singing and dancing, that can be put into the <laughs> kitchen to facilitate training. Okay. That's... So uh, what's the web address that we need to, uh, to raise funds? So it's uh, crowdfunder.co.uk, and then you simply look for Hub for Grub, and you'll get directed to our page where people can pledge and pledge and pledge. So check out the Hub for Grub now. Your chance to pledge cash to help make a difference and then you can make a difference. Even if you don't have skill sets, you don't have time to volunteer, you may well need coffee, a sandwich, and maybe a light lunch. And this is going to be when uh, you're all set up and running. Can I come down and can we have a little chat in the facility and, and, uh, and make sure that uh, we, 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 we sample the wares? Exactly that, exactly, yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean yeah, that, that's fine. That sums up Jason very well. Well, we'll do, we'll do that. Meanwhile, remind us of that web address, what we're doing. We are crowdfunding at crowdfunder.co.uk and you'll just search for Hub for Grub and follow the online links. And you can make a difference in people's lives. Tim Southern, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, Jason. Thanks for talking and taking the time. Jake Henry is a fantastic musician, singer, songwriter, all-round talented bloke, and he joins me now for a chat. Hello, sir. How are you, Jason? I'm good. I trust we find you well. I'm wonderful. Okay, so what's Don't going on in your world? Because uh, obviously music has, has moved online recently, and you've certainly been joining in with that with some fantastic performances on your Facebook page. Like a lot of musicians trying to find, uh, find a way through, uh, you know, Reinvent yourself. Do whatever you need to do to get to get through this period of time. Uh, you know, teaching, building, whatever it takes. Um, I'm going to be playing at the um, the Pink Moon Camping Festival every Sunday. But check that out, Pink Moon. If you were, if you were, to people that put on the Lunar Festival are basically doing like a little bit of a, you know, a socially distanced camping vibe. Mm -hmm. So uh, if if you're looking for a little bit of a festival. Uh, there's loads of great stuff on it, and they're trying to do it as acoustic as possible, uh, which, you know, it's, uh, without any amplification. So that's what I'll be doing uh, on Sundays for the next how many weeks. Well, that will keep you busy, uh, and you, I know, enjoy not only doing some covers, but also your own music. So, I mean, what, uh, what can people expect at events like that when you are performing? Have you got a, a current album you're working at the moment? I'm going to record a record this year. Uh, um, I've had a, a little bit of a drought, to be honest with you. Um, just through, you know, becoming an adult, getting a house and all the sort of <laughs> nonsense that goes with that. So uh, I've been uh, feeling like, uh, you know, you need a lot of energy to, to be creative. And uh, if you're uh, working too much, uh, so hopefully 2021, new record, you know, I've just built myself a little studio, that kind of thing. So I'm going to be doing a little bit of producing as well. So, um, and I've got this beautiful piano here. If anyone needs any uh, studio recording, whatever, beautiful Yamaha U3, which is it's basically the love of my life at the moment. It's a little bit out of tune, but... Um, there we go. Yeah, it's an amazing looking piece of kit, a fantastic uh, way of performing your music. And uh, you're going to perform a song for us, aren't you? So what have you got lined up? Well, I might as well do a little original song and a cover, I think. OK, so what are you going to play for us first? Uh, this is a song called Why. You perform this one. We'll have the cover version off you a little bit later on. But first of all, let's hear Jake Henry and Why.
Jake, absolutely loved it. Thank, Thank you, you for the performance. Yeah. Where can people go to find out more about your music and book you for various events? Uh, well, just type my name into Facebook. Um, I've got about three different things. <laughs> um, I've got, a, a, you know, a, a, a page that I like to, you know, where I promote original music or whatever. So mm -hmm. uh, you can like that page. I could do with a few more likes, to be honest with you. More likes. We like likes. likes There's not many Jake Emmers who look like me, so... <laughs> might be for others. Who knows? <laughs> Jake Henry, he's the man to look for on Facebook. Thank you, sir, for joining us. Thanks for having me, Jason, and I'll see you soon. With the return of gyms from the 25th of July, David Caulfield is one of those getting their facility ready for a new world. And he joins me now to tell me about how things are going. Hello, sir. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, and trust we find you well. Yeah, we're okay, we're okay. A bit stressed, you know, we've got a lot to do this week, but uh, yeah, we're okay. So obviously there's a, a lot of work involved in preparing yourself, there'll be new ways of working, uh, but most uh, importantly, it's getting people back to getting into shape, and uh, yeah, with the, the amount of timber that people may have put on during lockdown, uh, th there's a lot of people who are going to be looking forward to getting back into the gym. There is, yeah. Uh, I think they fall into two camps. You've got the, the, the regular gym goers who have had nothing at home but to do loads and loads of running and cycling and jogging. 
who've actually gone the other way and lost a load of weight and, and really got lean. Then you've got the other half who've got uh, absolutely nothing and at loads and piled it on. So yeah, you've kind of got the two the two different camps there. But yeah, I think everybody's looking forward to getting back. I've had loads of messages this week. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But it's, it's all right for you. You've got your own gym. You've been able to keep things going, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. We've done our online classes that have been really, really popular. Um, so we're going to keep them going. We're going to do a sort of hybrid at first for the next the next few, uh, well, probably ongoing, in fact. Mm-hmm. They have been that popular. So I'm going to set the camera up in the classroom. I'm going to do them at the front so people can then choose. They can stay at home if they want to and, and carry on with the classes there. Or they can come in in limited number and do them in the classroom with me. Yeah, because social distance is going to be a, a thing in the gym. And it's also about uh, the hygiene stakes as well. And I think that's one of the reasons why we've uh, waited a while longer for gyms to return than other places, is so that uh, you know, we can make sure that you are ready. And you're currently going through a, a deep clean at the minute to make sure everything is, is ready for yeah, the 25th. Yeah. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got a big antiviral misting machine that we're going to be going around with, and we're going to be doing that every two hours when we open anyway. We've got extra cleaning stations sort of everywhere, all over the walls, you know, the spray bottles and, and the wipes. We've got a big uh, freestanding hand sanitizing station as you walk in. Um, so yeah, so we're, we're really trying to uh, get on top of all that. I think it's trying to find a balance between. Uh, we don't want to be too authoritarian, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but on the other hand, you want to be keep people feeling safe and, and sound, so it's just getting that balance, I think, between the two. Yeah, and to say getting back to fitness is going to be uh, vital for, for many people, and, you know, they, they want to, to, to feel good and feel good about themselves, and, you know, it, it's something that I suppose people have missed out on, and it's not only about the working out, it's the social side of things too, and the fact that you're yeah. seeing people who, are, yeah, you, you're working together for a, a common goal. Yeah, absolutely. The, the 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 mental health, yeah, the mental health, the social side, seeing people, having a chat, uh, working out together, it's it's a massive, massive thing. And the actual the, the, the mental aspect itself, you know, the, the effect of exercise on the brain, the brain chemistry, dopamine levels, you know, it makes you feel happy, makes you feel good. And the effect on the body, I mean really it, it makes the body more able to deal with it's something like COVID, you know, when you're exercising regularly, your oxygen uptake and utilisation is good. So you're actually in a pretty good position to uh, to fight off any illness. So I think it's definitely time uh, the gyms were, were open, that's for sure. Yeah, and it, it, you, yeah, I know you'll be uh, looking forward to getting back to the, to the classes and stuff. And so you've been doing those online and you've got the, uh, the, the hybrid model now. And if people do want to, to join up, uh, obviously, you know, gym membership is something that many people think of in January and then forget about by February. But I mean, it's for those who, who, who persist at it and it becomes a way of life, actually, as you say, it, it is good for all aspects of it. So how do people you know, find you and uh, what do they do if they want to become part of this? And it, it, yeah. it shouldn't be daunted, really, should you? No, no, it's really simple. You just go online uh, to davidcrawford.co.uk. You just select join now. You select your membership. We'll get a notification and we'll just contact you, organise a, 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 an induction, an initial consultation. We'll have a chat, see what their aims are, see what they want to achieve, and we can go from there. We've got some great trainers here. The one thing we do here, we specialise, we've got all kinds of different people, people who love yoga, uh, we've got the boxing club, um, you know, you've got bodybuilders, powerlifters, CrossFit enthusiasts. We've real cross section of the fitness world. We're not a one. A lot of gyms are kind of just a one place. You know, a bodybuilding gym or a CrossFit gym. Well, you know, here we do everything. So no matter what age you are, uh, you know, no matter no matter what your aims are, you know, there is something for you here. So yeah, please don't be uh, don't be intimidated. Yeah. So whether you're looking to uh, build muscle, if that's your thing, or if you just want to get into shape and tighten things up then uh, yeah. you know, you, you've got the opportunity to do that. And you can also offer uh, nutritional advice as well, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. You can help you with diet plans and all the rest of it. Yeah, they say it's, it's the good thing here. I mean, that's what makes it such a nice atmosphere is that we have all these different groups rather than just one group. You know, having uh, you know, some of the older people coming in for Pilates and we run the Live Strong classes for the over 50s. And then you've got you know, the, the youngsters coming in for the extreme sort of total fitness that we do. And it, and it does, it makes for a really, really nice atmosphere. So if people want to get in touch with you, say online, but also in real life, where are you located? Yeah, we're on Long Lane, just by Cosford. So if, if most people know RAF Cosford, 
It's just past the lights, Long Lane, or just off Junction 3 on the M54. We're really easy to find. You can pop in any time you like. We're open 6 in the morning till 10 in the evening of the week, and 7 till 7 on the weekends. Just come down. There's plenty of parking. Just pop in, say hello, have a wander around. No problem at all. And how are you going to be managing it when it comes down to uh, you know, keeping people socially distanced? And uh, uh, do, do they need to book a, a time to come in, or are you going to be able to accommodate uh, we'll all your members? Yeah, we're going to monitor the situation. We are in quite a fortunate position uh, at our gym here, is that we have a very large floor space to member ratio. We're the other way around to the big chains. That's, again, another advantage of having a nice little independent gym, mm -hmm. is that we've got quite a, a, relatively speaking, smaller membership and a big floor space. So at the moment, we haven't got to limit numbers in the gym. We've just got to monitor them. Okay. Uh, so we're allowed 60 in the, building, in the, in the main gym. Uh, and reception area, so we rarely get that at any one time. So uh, I think we should be okay. Plus, we've got windows everywhere. You know, we're very well. We're actually very well suited to this. So, so yeah. No, you get, if people can come in any time for a look around and a visit. No problem. Okay. If well, things should change, though, we will monitor the situation. Though, of course. Mm -hmm. And that's that's at the heart of everything that you do. Is looking after your members and making sure that they uh, get the best facilities they can. So, uh, once again, give us that web address so people can find out more information. DavidCorville.co.uk. Well, David, great to speak to you. Thank you for joining us. And uh, I'm sure you and many others are going to look forward to getting back to the gym on the 25th. Certainly will. Time for another song from Jake Henry now. This one is his cover of a Ray Charles song. <laughs> Project called Amos from Fired Up Theatre. Simon Quinn 
is but the man behind a lot of this. He's here to tell me more about it. Hello, sir. So how are you? I'm good. So we trust you find you well and somewhat busy with this particular project. Yeah, it's like with a lot of people, it's um, something that's come out of the uh, the mad times that we live in at the moment. <laughs> we we like a lot of other arts companies are sort of looking at diversifying mm-hmm. um and so audio work is something we've touched on before in the past but um it's not been prominent enough so the coronavirus uh, outbreak has forced us in a good way to look at new ways of partnership working and different ways of um delivering art stuff so this project it's a murder mystery, basically. Mm-hmm. It's episodic. We're doing it in partnership with an organisation called uh, The Orangery at Industry, which is a little village over in Great Haywood. But it is something that hopefully, if we um, get a bit of success with it, may be rolled out to cover other areas of the West Midlands. So mm-hmm. the brief premise is, <laughs> it's kind of, if you like, it's kind of like Midsummer Murders on radio. That's the kind of thing it is. <laughs> But, but crucially, what it also does is it signposts um, various points of little villages that maybe tourists don't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a mixture of being a tour guide, but but blended in as a, as a fictional detective story as well. I like the sound of this. This is intriguing. And I, I do love uh, a trip around uh, some, some nice villages. I, I have been to various bits of Staffordshire. In fact, there's one place yeah. up the way there that is, I know has got a fantastic Christmas light display that I've been to. It's the name of which escapes me at the minute. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know one you mean, and it's escaped me as well, but it may well be over that sort of neck of the woods. So, mm-hmm. so there's lots of these little places. And, and all of these, I suppose, have got coffee shops, little local museums, and uh, the opportunity to find out more about their, their history. And yeah. When we think villages, we often think of the Cotswolds, but actually we've got so much more, much closer on our doorstep. Absolutely. And this sort of village is over in the vicinity of Shugborough. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people know Shugborough. They'll know Milford Common. Mm -hmm. They'll know the canal waterways of Great Haywood and Little Haywood. Um, So it incorporates all little signposts about them. But if it's got something like the traditional things you see in Midsummer Murders, i.e., there's a festival, there's a horse stable, <laughs> whatever. Well, this, these sort of places have got these as well, but maybe some people outside of Staffordshire and the West Midlands perhaps looking for places to visit that they haven't done before. This is a sort of way of getting them to 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 become having a bit of an affinity with those sort of places in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and certainly, you know, it, it's it, just that little trip up the road. You don't often think about what's right next door to you when you're looking for something no. different to do. And this gives yeah. you a chance to actually see something, keep some cash in the local economy, and uh, in, enjoy a look around. So the, the the tour guide aspect of it sounds really intriguing. And yeah. the, the fact that you're working in audio means that the sets are absolutely fantastic, aren't they? <laughs> absolutely right. Yeah, it's um, we we. What you're playing with is you're playing obviously with um, sound and sound effects. You're playing with characters' voices. It's a it's a bit of a learning tool for some of our guys because they've never done this sort of thing mm-hmm. before. And and the brain and the uh, is um, what conjures up what you think these places look like. Yeah. Um, so those who are listening to for the first time think, oh, I quite like the sound of this. Or thought this is a bit of a murky place. Whatever. <laughs> But we do support it when we're promoting it. We do go out, do, we do go around there and take some pictures and promote it on social media so that people do get some kind of an idea of what, what the area is about. Mm-hmm. A, a real chance to explore and with a, a tail thrown in for good measure. And how many of these are you planning in the series? We're planning between five and six episodes. Mm-hmm. Episode one's gone out. They're recording episode two tomorrow and Tuesday. I'm in the middle of just about uh, writing episode three. <laughs> um, so the, we've got a bit of a deadline. They've got to be all done by um, the end of July, beginning of August. But the idea is to release them on various platforms between now and, say, the end of September. And then what we might do is actually bang them all together and just run them through a cons- one consecutive week. And um, hopefully we should be able to... We, perhaps we'll be doing something else in that similar vein by the time they they go out for a second time. So, uh, 
a, a great way of doing it. I love a, an audio book, I love a radio play. So uh, this sentence is exactly right for me. I'll be taking a listen to this. And, and, and what do I do if I, if I then want to, to follow it around? I mean, is it worthwhile sticking this like on the car stereo and listening to it in the village? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. There's nothing like putting the hairs on the back of your neck and maybe having a little look around, seeing if uh, who's peering behind. Yeah, definitely put it on that and drive around the village, and then you get some sort of essence of what um, of what that particular area is like. It's a beautiful part of the world as well. So, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. so where do we find all this then? At the moment, it's on the episode one went out on. Friday on Anchor FM and Spotify. So those are the two platforms at the moment. We are looking into other uh, platforms as well, what we can release it on. So uh, a great opportunity to uh, enjoy something a bit special. And uh, say so with good mobile signal, you can hear this when you're actually in the village itself. Uh, Absolutely. And uh, you can enjoy this, uh, this work. Where do we go to find out more about everything that you do at Fired Up and, uh, and, and all the uh, other things which come about? Uh, Probably by the end of this week coming, and there'll be another few press releases on um, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, etc. Um, so all the promotions we're doing. Also, another one to keep in touch with for people to get is, and also find out what they're doing is called uh, the Industry Orangery because they're partners with us, and it's a way of partnering there. So they people will be able to find out a little bit more from them as well. Okay, check out the details there. But for now, Simon Quinn of Fired Up Theatre, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Jason. Rob Lane has been a busy boy. Not only is he appearing in a film, which is going to be out a little bit later this year, he's also got some new music, which is about to appear online too. He joins me now to tell me more. Hello. Hi Jason, how are you? I'm all right. So are you keeping out of trouble? Trying my very best. I mean, it's easy when everything's closed and you're locked down. <laughs> but, but, but try my best to film your days, I think, yeah. <laughs> That's the way. So, um, new music, listen in the name of the song. Uh, tell us how this one came about. Well, it's been a bit of a long gestation for this one, really. It was a, a writing session with my friend Matty Finfield, who's produced a lot of my music. Mm-hmm. And usually it's songs that I've written. And, and then I go to him to produce, but we decided to do a writing session, and this song came out of it. Um, and when it was recorded, it was I I'm quite interested in creativity in general. My works. I've got a podcast about talking to creative people about how they make their stuff, mm-hmm. um, and it's something that sort of occupied my mind for the last year about how people make things and how people make a living and all the rest <laughs> of it. So at the start of it, it was literally sort of saying, "Listen in to me and what I'm doing." But it was recorded, and then lockdown happened, and, and everything. And the songs changed meaning for me a little bit, and it's more about just listening to each other a bit more because we've we've all gone through this thing together, but experienced it in completely different ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's this idea that um, instead of talking so much, it'd be nice if we paid a bit of attention to each other. I think that's yeah, quite a nice one, nice nice novelty. Um, so when it comes down to yeah, what you have been doing, of like, so the, the music has always been a big part of it, and that's that's how I've known you over the years. But there's also the the acting side of things too. And uh, so you've been featured in, uh, in in a film, which you've still got to do the last bits of filming for, haven't you? Yeah, again, yet another project that was interrupted by the situation that we're in. Um, I'm not complaining at all. I mean, it's given me an opportunity to do some of the things that I've wanted to work on, some of the bits of writing and stuff. But yes, basically, this film, Sam and Dan got, Get Lost, which is a uh, partly improvised comedy drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, or as they're calling it now a British road movie without the car <laughs> um, but it's all set over the course of one night which made filming a challenge because we could obviously only film in the dark yes. um, and then by the time it got into the spring and it's not dark till 9 10 p.m you lose and you know there's certain weeks in the year that you lose the weather so it was taking its time and then we were just I think one or two shoots away from finishing and then we, we couldn't do it because things got locked down so it's, it's kind of tantalizingly close I think there's mm. just one or two little bits to really finish it off but you know as you all know often creative things take a little bit longer than we're expecting <laughs> yes just to get them right and it does mean continuity is going to be interesting because the beard's going to have to be trimmed in exactly the same way <laughs> yeah, I remember what thing, of, what razor I used what razor for the head and the beard, so we should be all right. <laughs> These things have to be done. Okay, so uh, as well as that, as obviously your your improv comedy, which is on hold, but I mean that is that coming back soon? Um, we we were supposed to be doing some shows again. Everything was paused. It's a little bit tricky with stuff like that in a similar way to the 
the, the music gigs in that we don't know when things can start up again. Mm -hmm. And when things do start up again, obviously there's going to be this backlog of stuff that hasn't happened that needs yeah. to happen. So and you, you, there's lots of, a lot of prep to be done. It's like yeah, there's this talk of theatres opening on the 1st of August, but they can open, but they're not going to have anything to show because, strangely enough, these things have to be rehearsed. Exactly. That's exactly right. I mean, that's the one point where you could say perhaps things like improv and music performances maybe can get in sooner because mm -hmm. it's not that we don't rehearse, but it's a different it's a different sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but we don't know really how quite how things are going to pan out. I I picture not really playing gigs in a traditional way for the rest of 2020. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, I'm open open to the to the idea. I was part way through a joint headline tour with my friend Minnie Birch. We've yep. done half of the 10 gigs and it just got to the point where it was really fantastic. We were playing on each other's songs. We were selling eight gigs, you know, it was going really nicely and then things had to pause. But some of the shows that we had coming up were house concerts. So uh -huh. I would presume that once they are allowed again, we yeah. can pick them up fairly quickly. Yeah, turn up in the front room, play a few songs, impress everybody, including the neighbours who may well even be invited. So well, yeah, that's, that's how you get the neighbours on board. It always works. Okay, so the song, listen in, uh, that's release date is? 1st of August, that will be on your digital streaming services and Bandcamp, which I always shout about Bandcamp because it, from the point of view of the artist and the audience, that's a really good way of buying music because more of the money goes to the artist than it, than it does anywhere else. But it will be on all the streaming sites, so if that's mm -hmm. how people take the music, I'm happy for them to find it on there. Stream and enjoy that way. So we're looking out for Robert Lane, that's the important bit. The tune is Listen In. That was say, available the 1st of August. Meanwhile, though, give us all the details of where else you can be found online so they can get the back catalogue and any other weird stuff that you happen to have lying around. Oh, cool. Thank you. Um, the best thing is to find the website, which is robertlaymusic.co.uk, and I do my very best to collect everything there. It's kind of very diverse. There's acting stuff and music stuff and the podcast, but I keep that really up-to-dated, and I tend to push people there because whichever thing they might be interested in. Hopefully they'll find a link for it there. It'll all be a treat. I know that much. Rob, always good to speak to you. Keep up the good work and I'll see you soon, hopefully in real life. Okay. Thank you, Jason. Very sorry much for taking the time. Listen in. Hear me. I may not pass this way again. Begin at the beginning. You were here to pass the time. The sound of a sleeping city made you feel alive A thousand hearts and Karen Afraid to meet you right A single point of reference That you were trying to find Though it was all you had You were still sad you never will look back. You never had to hide. Listen in, hear me before it gets too late. Found again. Some things are still. Still. Whoa.
you're still satisfied you never will look in bed you never had to hide On Friday the 18th of December at the Asylum in Birmingham, it is going to be a fantastic night to behold. Slade will be on stage. Dave Hill joins me now for a chat to tell me all about the gig. Hello, sir. Well, I, I, I'm really looking forward to this, you know. Uh, I mean, we've, you know, we, we plan the early promotion of it to get people... Um, make people feel good about something coming their way and obviously Birmingham's you know somewhere where I know it's a well-being as we were Wolverhampton people as well yeah. so we all we all played Brum and all the rest of it so did the Birmingham bands as we knew each other quite well in those days and not being far from where you live is is also pretty good but of course it's that time of year I know it's not just the Christmas song it's also about the legacy of all our great number ones and and songs that we had much success with. Mm -hmm. but, but I think um, it's a poignant to say what we've been going through, which has been the only subject on everybody's lips for some time, be nice now to move forward and coming to theatres and ballrooms or wherever we're playing um, to get people to come in to, to enjoy music, and uh, which is what... I mean, you can't have, sit in a town strumming something with someone else <laughs> in another house. Um, this is all about being together and and gathering people together to actually be at one with what you're doing. And obviously, December is a, a great time for us to work. I'm, I work a lot abroad generally in the mm -hmm. year, apart from... Butlins weekends and 70s and things that I do in England, which are great fun. Audiences which uh, dress up and look like yeah, the only audiences in the world are Butlins that uh, look like the artists on stage. You know, it's really, really quite hilarious. Look like Noddies and Daves, you know. Fairly, it looks like Reeves and Mortimer doing <laughs> sketches. Uh, it's a most amazing uh, uh, appearance, you know. But it's just, um, I mean, I think I think at the moment, if somebody said I was playing in a pub upstairs, I'd probably go for it. You know, it's just in a way, it's like I'm missing it. Of course, mm -hmm. I am because I'm, I'm basically, um, I'm a bit like an old vaudeville entertainer. You know, they don't get away from it. They, but this this was the, the longest it. you've not been doing something since 1966. It's it's just unusual, isn't it? You know, it, it's probably. An absolute fact that was exactly what you just said. It's like I'm used to being on call or going somewhere. I mean, being at home has been productive for me in another way where I've been writing songs for quite a few years on a laptop and now I've decided to record them at home mm -hmm. with, uh, with a, a good situation to then take them to a studio, funny enough, it's actually in Birmingham and Aston where I should be going eventually. And uh, I've, I found somebody who 
I think will be good for me. He's younger, of course, and got good ears, whereas uh, <laughs> people like me who have had too much rock and roll are not really good with their ears, but I know a song and I know how to write. Your, your ears so, have, had, have, got, have got many more years' experience than you have at this, I think, probably. They've, you've worn them well and um, worked them hard. Yeah, well, that's right. I, I have in many ways, but being in a studio was quite pleasant, <laughs> although it's not a tape machine anymore. It's, uh, it's a bit like looking at a laptop, but... Uh, it's it's the experience. I I love the crea- uh, creativity of remembering the days when Chess Chandler was was producing and uh, and I was playing my guitar parts and when we used to play as a band in the studio, which made those great records. Basically, we played all together and then basically stripped it down and replaced certain things to make those records. But we always made sure we had the excitement of a of the four of us playing together to make the basic track. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like, I mean, you can't quite get that on the laptop when you're pulling things in <laughs> and doing it all yourself. But nevertheless, it's not not a bad tool. It's useful. And when you're a, a little bit bored on the road, stuck on planes and things like that, it's a good time to have headphones on and you can get odd ideas. But I found that the lockdown has been helpful to me actually being getting a bit more serious about going for a, a solo record and also I'm singing it yeah. which no one's ever heard me sing and they might not want to hear me again afterwards <laughs> I, I mean I, I, I'm taking a risk uh, but this... I, I thought it, it's a it's a risk worth, worth taking you know um, there you have it but uh, you know people most people ask me how I'm getting on well obviously it's not been easy, mm-hmm. um, but it's uh, being a family man, it's uh, not as hard as it would be stuck in a flat with nobody visiting. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, that would be different. But uh, I think sometimes in life when certain things happen and, uh, and you find yourself in a situation where, you know what, it, it, you need to have some sort of order in your life to actually cope so you have routines, and usually mine starts with a walk across the fields in the morning and starts my day. Mm-hmm. That I've always done that anyway, so that's nothing new. But but thinking about dates right now and talking to you today, as I have been all morning and most of the afternoon, is that um, that the prospect of actually playing um, venues or even indeed the idea of it is. It's nice to stimulate those thoughts for yeah. people because they'll be thinking, well, it all depends on how it all goes. I mean, obviously, if there's a sudden surge or a spike or something happens, then uh, it's it safer may first, not come then, up. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we, we can't see that at the moment. I mean, we don't know. And it's obviously. Um, we're in an untrodden territory mm-hmm. and, the, and the music industry and indeed the live shows are suffering badly by this uh, situation where people, I, I don't, I mean, our country is just the same as a lot of other countries where live music is almost more important these days because I think other means of receiving music is different from the fact that you stream most of it and it's a, press of a button and you you've got what you want whereas live is unique and live artists bring uh, a special uh, atmosphere where it brings the songs alive which were recorded many years ago yeah i think that's something which is it's important in, in what you're doing you're taking this music back out there I and mean, so many number ones so many hits and so many reminiscences i mean and you must have had great fun reminiscing for the book so here it is uh, which has been out what uh, almost you know, couple of years now and and he's still being picked up by the fans to to relive those moments and you know help when they're listening to the songs to get an understanding of the music well that's true another i've done something special by the way and which will come out is that i went in a studio before lockdown in london and i spent a couple of days over, uh, for the first week and the following week two more days and i recorded an audio version of me talking it personally, adding bits of humour and and some guitar playing, little bits in snippets, and um, I did the story obviously, but I also give it more 
uh, more meat, if you know what I mean. I'll, I'll give it more atmosphere and uh, like I'm talking to you now, it's, mm-hmm. it was really therapeutic for me. I'm glad that obviously I had the time to do it, which I think now it's going to come out on Amazon Audible. Yeah. Um, so that should be good for me because uh, that will be more promotion. And I've done it um, basically because I thought a spoken version by someone else wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to have the Midlands black country accent um, and have it, I record quite well with my voice. You know, it's you can understand me, although I'm, <laughs> I've got that accent. Uh, nevertheless, it gives it authenticity. It's a bit like Paul McCartney, you know, if he did a spoken version of his life story, you'd rather have that than an actor trying to go, Ooh, I went here and did that. <laughs> I mean, it's not like that. We did try some actors, by the way, and uh, um, and most of them tried to put on some sort of stupid, like, all right, mate, how's it going? And, yeah, uh, you we, know, we don't talk, particularly uh, off of Wolverhampton. And we, don't fact, do it. we don't talk like that either. But, <laughs> you know, it's a bit sort of like, a, I don't know if you remember, a, was it Crossroads or something yes. years ago? The, and, and you've got this woman called Amy Turtle or something. And, <laughs> and, and people people in London are going, you know, oh, you come from up there, don't you? Yeah, that's funny. You know, they take the take the mickey out of me when they, <laughs> they ring up. They're going, all right, Dave. You know, no, I don't talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind mimicking it, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah, we've got to have a bit of a giggle. I mean, I mean at the moment, yourself, uh, John Berry, Russell Keefe and uh, Alex Bynes, uh, on the, you know, preparing yourself to be on the road again. And, I mean, you must be more than happy with the lineup, and it, it's, it's, it's sounded as good as ever, isn't it? Uh, well, it's, it's fresh. It's... Um... You know, new singing. Uh, Alex Bynes is a great drummer. He's used to work with Wilco Johnson. And uh, uh, John Berry has been with me years, and he's been in lots of well-known bands. So he's a very experienced bass player. Good singer as well. And Russell Keefe, he's been in a lot of uh, situations, write songs, talented, and all the songs which have the piano on on the records of the hits, which are, there's quite a few of Slade songs which feature piano. Um, and, uh, you know, every day, my on my, how does it feel? My friend Stan, you can do these songs and the piano adds that touch of, of, of the record sounding mm-hmm. thing. And I handle all the guitars. So you've got the man who played on the records and, and the people with me, I stand center stage. So, uh, so people directly look at me as the focal point of of being the man, you know, and then everybody surrounds me, which is a bit... Um, well, being in a band is still fun to me. It's <laughs> funny. Uh, your humour is different from your average humour, but you've got to be funny to put up with some of the things you have to put up with in your travelling or, or, you know, funny incidents, or, or indeed when you can't get to where you're supposed to be going or you get stuck. You've got to know how to cope. And sometimes some things happen and, and turn out to be quite quite good, you know? Mm-hmm. When you, you know, that, that bit where you go down, or was it um, two paths in different direction, but take either one and it'll lead to something. And <laughs> sometimes that happens with me. Um, you know, you think it, you, sometimes you think it'll all fall apart, you know, and, and sometimes it does actually fall apart to a certain degree when you get totally stuck. Um, but in other other cases, there's always in a group a sense of of camaraderie and humour. We had that in the old group, you know, when we was young. Mm-hmm. I mean, the four of us had a, a way of talking to each other which nobody else understood. <laughs> you know, it was a bit like an inner circle of humor when it's a bit like status quo um they always had an inner humor whereas you're not quite sure whether they're they're taking the mickey out you or being serious but i was quite used to their humor when i toured with them in australia in the 70s yeah. right and we got to i think we turned out to be quite good friends actually uh and obviously they, they come at the same time as us you know and and it's just things in a group. It's 
it's unique, you know, you come home to your wife and kids and obviously it's a certain normality, but it's nothing like being in a band. I mean, the, <laughs> the language totally changes <laughs> when you're in a band. <laughs> I could imagine the air is, uh, is a little... Um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's um, yes, there's certainly some comical points. Well, <laughs> sometimes you, you get in situations which create comedy, you know, like... Uh, just, just things happen to you sometimes, you know, and and uh, and that and the way to get through sometimes is actually uh, overtly being Mickey takers or or, or whatever. Uh, and uh, I don't know, it's a bit like the boys, isn't it? You know, it's about like boys together playing guitars, and and when I'm on stage, I'm actually I feel like that. I feel a sense of the past and. And and what it is to be, what you've achieved, you know, what you're hanging on to, basically, because it's it's still as good as it ever was. But it's fresh now, because obviously, as people age, some people decide they don't want to do it, or they're fed up with doing it. Whereas I never, ever didn't want to do it. I've, uh, and obviously, when people leave, you suddenly find yourself deciding how you're going to continue to do mm -hmm. it. And thankfully, a guy came into my life called Len Tucky, who was Susie Quattro's husband, and he understood the business, and he really helped me get it together to focus me on the fact that it was important to remember what I'd done and who I was, and that's what I should do. And it's bringing this music to life and making those moments, those memories, new memories, reliving old ones, reliving the, st the, the stories, the tale of people's lives and uh, you know, being there as part of, a, uh, it's going to be a fantastic gig, all scheduled for Friday the 18th of December at the Asylum in Birmingham. Tickets, ticketweb.uk, just look for uh, Slade Asylum on there, do a bit of a search and uh, you could be there and you know, there'll be some familiar faces, won't there, for you? There'll be people you've seen attending your gigs over the years. Yes, I will, yeah. I mean, uh, you never know who will turn up, you know. Sometimes uh, you even get somebody out of a, a known group turn up. But then again, you get somebody that you haven't seen since the 60s, you know. And uh, that that can be quite nice. Um, and it's nice being local to a certain degree. Um, that's good too, you know, because... Uh, it's not so far from where I've come from. You haven't got to worry about a hotel for the night. You can come straight home, can't you? <laughs> that's right, that's right. Yeah, you haven't got to worry about it. That's right. Get back in the van and go round to the hotel, you know. But <laughs> Yeah. Well, Just as long as you can find yourself round some of those streets in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, they get confused. Caught. Us people from Wolverhampton, we get confused a bit in Birmingham, don't we? But that's, it's, you know, it's... <laughs> yeah, well, it's... it's the one-way systems and how things have changed, you yeah. know. No, I've uh, never to drive there when I pass my test, and I have to go there more often than than I'd like, to be fair. But uh, oh, yeah. we've got a great, <laughs> vibrant life in our city. Birmingham is a great place for music, too, and you're going to have a great time down oh, there oh, the asylum, yeah. aren't you? Well, it speaks for itself. I mean, the bullring and the, what it's turned into is pretty terrific in comparison to what it used to be like years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't remember who was that actor. What was his name? The old guy that took the lollipop. Uh, oh, Telly Savalas. Um, yeah, when he he, um, he narrated the opening of the Concrete Jungle, Birmingham, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny hearing an American guy. This is uh, structures of the, uh, you know, and you're thinking, has he been here? <laughs> He's just read, reading a script. <laughs> and that, I was looking at that in comparison with how it looks now. And of course, uh, you know, having all that around the church, I mean, the church was always the church and the market was always the market. It had its moments, you know, uh, and obviously it's uh, it's quite a place to go to and the, and the station and all that. I mean, it's, a, it, it's quite an epic job, you mm -hmm. know, that, that's taken place, which actually has improved things and some people travel into Birmingham just to do the shopping so there you have it it's a, a uh, nice and to the explore great <laughs> in Birmingham the restaurant Brindley Place all those places are really good aren't they yeah fantastic I, I, I assume you've been one of those before the gig and maybe clubbing in town afterwards knowing you uh, meanwhile <laughs> though we should look forward to the 18th of December at the Asylum Dave Hill thank you so much for joining us and we look forward to seeing you on the road well it 
it's really great to talk to you. Thanks a lot. Well, that's a lot for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. Back with episode 579 next week. I hope to have you along then. For half an hour. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.